everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok DMs, or via email at love.craft.crochet at gmail.com. Now, on to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he's most likely hasn't heard of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thank you, Sam Lima Ding Dong. <laughs> That's a new one. Staying in South Africa, uh, we were there last episode. We jump to a serial killer in 1936 through 37, killing prostitutes in Johannesburg, taking their handbags as souvenirs. Was it souvenirs or was he trying to mug them? And we'll get to probably a lot more. In, okay. Cornelius Berger was born in the 1900s. Although he was married, it was a paper marriage. He would be in his mid-thirties when he started his crimes. Uh, paper marriage, I assume, is just... <coughs> they're married on paper, but not really... They're not together, basically. Yeah. <coughs> he would be in his mid-thirties when he would start his crimes. At some point, he had picked up an STD. A death sentence before penicillin was found... And he picked it up from a prostitute. A prostitute. A prostitute. I believe they work at the Olive Garden. They work at the Olive Garden. <laughs> at some point, he picked up an STD from a prostitute. A death sentence before penicillin was found. Syphilis is what is believed to be his STD of choice. Well, maybe not by choice. <laughs> not by choice. But that might have been what it was. Yeah, but syphilis. You don't use penicillin for syphilis. Hmm? Really? Are you sure? I'm 90% sure. I thought syphilis didn't have any uh, cure. No, syphilis has a cure. It's around about antibiotics. Is it? Yeah. For syphilis? No, hold on. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. What's the treatment for syphilis? Hey, Siri. What's the treatment for syphilis? Here's an answer from MerkManuals.com. Penicillin is the treatment of choice. Hey Siri, when was penicillin found? Here's what I found from Britannica. In 1928, a Scottish bacteriologist named Alexander Fleming discovered the effects of penicillin. Could have told you Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin. I knew that, but I couldn't tell you the year. No, neither could I. Okay, fine. I'm wrong. Are you happy? You Ecstatic. and your gender fluid Siri. Seriously, though. Why does your Siri have the Brixby voice? 
because I could not, I gave it the uh, British voice because I just couldn't stand listening to her talk in English, in, in the American accent. So I switched her over to British and I couldn't stand her as a female, so I went to male. Okay. You know, that's fair. By the time it was discovered, it was too late for treatment. I'm assuming that's him having the STD? Yes. Or penicillin? Because I assume penicillin didn't become a mass-produced thing. It like, didn't become a mass-produced thing. Until, like, the late 30s, I would say. I would believe so, but... Because I, I, even at the time, you'd have to think that... Not even thinking about it on a, like, production line, or... Production level, I was thinking more along with the travel of news. Yeah, that's where I'm thinking 30. Uh, if anyone has a, uh, like, breakdown of that, that would be cool to... That would be cool to know. Let us know. Can't ask Siri everything. So anyways, by the time it was discovered, it was too late for treatment. He subsequently cultivated a hatred for prostitutes and professed revenge on said prostitutes for his syphilis. Fair. Can't argue it. It makes the serial killer logic. Totally understand. Or rationale. Rationale. Now between 19... And even then, I wouldn't even say that's serial killer. I think that's just more anger. Like... It's always, this is a discussion point we can have uh, at the end, but it really is one of those things where it's like, to me, serial killer is a mental, like a mental thing. I see what you're saying. Whereas revenge, especially, well, it, you know, a serial killer might go, this makes perfect sense. The heat of the moment revenge sort of thing. The fact that he's killed several prostitutes means that, yes, he had, it's the serial killer, you know, brain of. This makes perfect logical sense. It makes perfect sense. They all have it. But he could also be full of rage, and without anger management, then he lets that anger control him, and then it turns into vengeance towards all women. I figured you'd be the I'd be one of the first ones you kill. Honestly, I wouldn't. That's because you need someone to help hide the body. I only get we two years. We already talked about this. You, you could do two years for all the women I'd kill, and easily. Even then, I mean, come on. Easily. Way, if we are ever charged, I feel so sorry for this. Uh, you're welcome, jurors, for having to listen to this. Please, yeah, or, you, I don't think jurors. It'd be a, actually, depending on uh, how it would go, they would have to play different bites of us talking about how we would kill people. That's true. Which means that we made a lot of means, jokes about you hiding bodies. So if you killed them, oh fuck! <laughs> they not look at you. They look at me. And say, and you could easily turn around and go, no, I couldn't have killed him. I did hide the body. Because we have on right, fuck. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I get your game now. Yeah. I'm going to finish this, though. <laughs> Between 1936 and 1937, he strangled five prostitutes to death. And dumped the bodies along. The case was given to the head CID lieutenant. Uh, CID stands for Crime Intelligence Division. Who assembled a team of detectives to watch over prostitutes as they worked. Now, as they worked, does that mean they were on street corners watching the street corners? Or does that mean that they got a peep show? They were watching the street corners. Damn. I don't know why I said damn as though... Oh, man, I'm sure those 1930s cops really want to see 
South African bush. <laughs> because as we know, the razor wasn't invented until the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> I know. I have those <laughs> Playboy issues. <laughs> one, two detectives, one or two detectives were assigned to each prostitute. <laughs> Every night they watched and recorded the registration numbers of each vehicle. See, this is actually another thing that could easily be talked about where this is why prostitution should be legalized. Bingo. To some extent. Or is that going to come up here? No, they don't talk about legalization or anything like that, but, but it's something that I was thinking about while writing it. Well, that's always been my thing, is that people will prostitutionalize the... It is the oldest form it's the oldest job in the book. It is. And even then, if you take out... Because ultimately it is, and I know Megan doesn't like when I say that, but it comes from the puritanical roots. It is. Where, you know, sex bad. Yep. It's the same reason we have so many other issues. Not saying that it's the Puritans' fault. No, well, but it is King James II. Uh, King James II's fault for everything. Well, he's the one who made the King James Bible. Which was a terrible Bible. It was misogynist, it was sexist, it was terrible. Can't argue with you there. But anyways, but it is one of those things where we have so much, you know, oh, they're just whores, kind of a mentality. Like, the only reason OnlyFans, you know, because now it's a lot more easy, like OnlyFans and X videos and everything like that, sex work is starting to become less stigmatized, and there are areas where escorts, you know. Yeah, it, um, the Vegas, I believe, legalized it. I think Nevada has it legalized. Uh, yeah, I think it's a Nevada thing. There, there's a couple others where it's either legalized or limited. Right. Like, I think most of it's limited. I don't think it's fully legalized. But honestly, the tax revenue alone. Yeah. But you got to remember that the U.S. government ended up with the Mustang Ranch and... <laughs> screwed that shit. Screwed the pooch. I don't know how you bankrupt a fucking brothel, but they did. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. I, I'm, I, that, that, that just came out. Forgive me, people. Anyways. Maybe, maybe our next show, instead of doing all that, it will just be ranting 15 minutes. We Might just, be a work for us. Just pick a topic, write up a little thing to give everyone at home the skinny on what we're about to rant about and go for it. Anyways, it's continue. Kind of what we do here. Uh, anyways, prostitutes' clients would agree to drop them back off at the same location. This continued for months until Mavis Davids went missing. Police rushed to the Pickfordstrom Road where they found her bleeding but alive. Davids recounted to detectives the following. A man in a large black car picked her up. However, she was nervous, or nevorous, if Sam Spelling is to be believed, when he drove to Petforfordstrom Road. Once he stopped his vehicle, she tried to escape, but he grabbed her by the neck and strangled her unconscious. Investigators went through the registrations and found Berger's address. Police waited outside of his house until Berger returned hours later. He was arrested without any resistance. He then led them to his souvenirs in his room, three of which were linked definitely to the victims. 
David's purse was still in his car. A medical examination found Berger unfit to stand trial on the grounds of his illness. Since syphilis is a... It attacks the nervous system and can dig deep into your brain. He was sent to a psychiatric hospital where he died a short time later. And that's all for South Africa this week. But... But yeah, no, discussion point on this is... This is actually the opposite of what mostly our videos are, or mostly our shows seem to be. You know what that is? The cops did something right this time. The cops did something right this time. <laughs> and, and that's really what I actually really like about this is, you know, there's two major things that we talked, you know, when we went into deep dive on it, but honestly... The cops did something right this time. I mean, think about it. How many serial killers would actively have been caught before they took out dozens of people? Well, maybe not dozens, but you understand what I mean. If prostitutes had a basic protection. And I'm not talking about pimps. Pimps, something you don't need to get your daily business done. Are you listening, Sam? I'm listening. You keep them leeches and blood suckers off the back roads. I know how to use a gun. And, and nobody, nobody messes with, with my girls. girls. <laughs> you know what? I think that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Honestly, it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. And, and, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So, but no, that's actually exactly it. They turn around and they're like, hey, someone's killing hookers. You know what we should do? We, we shouldn't should. just randomly gallivant about town hoping that some dude, you know... We should fucking nest on the hookers, take the registration, and I know that is pretty much how a lot of a lot now of, now now we yeah, get now a little bit more. A, but this was back in the third, the nineteen thirties, thirty-seven, thirty-six, thirty-seven. When you stop and think about the nineteen thirties, they realized that they could take the registrations. And be able to dig up people who are using yeah. prostitutes to be able to find them and stop them from killing more people. But also, you gotta think. But then again, back then in South Africa, it, I think it was legal. It probably was. And even in the US in the 30s, it was legal. We actually had red light districts, although they weren't called, they were called uh, vice districts or something like that. Something like that, yeah. But. but that's actually what I love about looking at history is it wasn't until the 50s and 60s when... The Red new, Scare. The Red Scare. There was a lot more... It's 8 o'clock. Well, there was a lot more nationalism. There was a, Not nationalism. A lot more conservative attitude became the prominent. Yes. Which then, all of a sudden, a lot of the vice districts were taken out, which is actually really neat. And that's a history for another time. The only reason I know about it is because it's another way that mobsters grew in prominence mm -hmm. in the 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, and all that. But honestly, it's something that we could and should look back into. Think about how much... Let's not even go with taxes. How, if you turn around and go, this block, this district, you know... That is where the gambling halls are. That is where the prostitutes are. 
Yeah, it would that be. is where most of the bars are. A lot of places already have. In fact, it's actually rooted in the old vice vice districts. Why you have like wow? There's like Varick Street in Varick Street. Yep. Although I don't know if that was around. You know what I mean? But that would be why you'd you have how city planning you know worked because not a lot of new cities popping up, but how district how uh, it planned out. Why a lot of bars were on the same street, right? And why some places, in fact, it's the it's a neat history about uh where like a lot of inns, like in taverns and cities, where they would have the uh, loft up top, or they'd have mm-hmm. apartments up top. It was actually rarely for for the bartender or the person who owned it. It was actually because they would also have a bordello out of it. Makes a lot of sense to me. Sorry, I didn't mean this to... Uh, long story short, don't kill prostitutes. Legalize prostitution. The end. I can't argue with that. All right, I'm Sam Rossi. And I'm AJ Carey. Later, y'all. Deuces. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey, with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.